up, beautiful humans? My name is Morgan, and I'm your podcast host. I'm a talk therapist by training and a practicing spiritual entrepreneur. I specialize in Reiki, tarot, and past life regression. In this podcast, I integrate both clinical and spiritual perspectives to best support you on your healing journey. Welcome to The Clinical Spiritualist. everyone and welcome back to The Clinical Spiritualist. My name is Morgan and I am your host. Today we are going to be talking about what it means to be a creative. And I haven't been pondering on doing this podcast for a while. I actually was inspired by my tarot cards today. So maybe we'll talk about how I arrived at, that's what I'm supposed to be talking about today, a little bit later in the podcast. Um, for all those tarot nerds out there, because I use tarot for the deep healing stuff. And I also use tarot for, you know, the quick fun stuff about, you know, what I should post about today. So maybe I'll record a podcast about that in the future, about how to use tarot to kind of spark creativity. I've been seeing a lot of marketing and programs around, you know, programs for creatives or coaching programs for creatives. And I've just been really sitting with what does it mean to be a creative? And I was, I wrote some things down today to kind of process this out because I think it's, it's really important um, to talk about this difference of how we grew up thinking about who creatives were versus who creatives actually are um, and how we really all our creatives, creatives, if we want to be. So I, a great way to start this out was I thought to read the dictionary definition of what a creative is. It's just a Google search. The first thing that I found that, that kind of just pops up on its own. So creative as a noun is a person who is creative, typically in a professional context, straight to the point makes sense, right? I wasn't expecting it to be so straight to the point. Um, And then as an adjective, it is relating to or involving the imagination or original ideas, especially in the production of an artistic work. I thought it was interesting that the word artistic was there because I know for me, until I really sat with what, who, who is actually a creative and I, am am I in a, am I a creative? And I was thinking about today, what were the stories I was told about creatives? What types of people did I think creatives were? And here are some things that came up with, and I really feel like you're going to resonate with it. Only musicians and people who create tangible art are creatives. I honestly have had that story in my head since I was young, up until I started my business. And I've really been... I've always told myself like, oh, I'm not creative because I wasn't, you know, and good as objective or subjective. Yeah. Subjective. I always thought since I never excelled, excelled in art class that I wasn't a creative. And I kind of was always told the story of like, oh, Morgan, like she's not creative um, based on the fact that I couldn't produce artwork to certain standards in school. Um, and so I've always had this, like this story in my head that I'm not creative, that I just don't have that creative bone, that I don't have, um, that kind of niche. And 
since I've started my business where I've created my website, I create reels, I create content. Um, I get to really build something without, without a structure. It's not like I'm going to school and you know, that's really easy for me. You know, you take these classes, sure. You get to pick maybe like between two electives, but everything's laid out for you. So I really started to unlearn the fact that I'm not creative and stepping into the fact that I am a creative and everyone can be a creative if you're creating something. It's not only limited people who have a degree in art and create clay-based art. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's so interesting, this kind of contradiction that I always told myself I wasn't a creative but yeah, I was in singing lessons. I was in show choir. I was in regular choir. I did dance when I was young. I tried jazz, ballet, tap. Um, I did hip hop for a while. Like that is so creative, like to dance and express yourselves in ways that are a creation. I don't know how else to explain that. Um, so that's a story that I was always told and that creatives never make money that creatives, you know, are constantly eating ramen noodles and they want to make it big on Broadway or they want to make it big on a TV show. And, you know, they kind of risk it all and usually don't end up making it, which is not true, right? I've really been sitting with the fact that creatives don't have to have a platform of a million people or make it on Netflix to be a creative. Another story I was told And when I say story that was told, I mean like a societal story. And it doesn't mean someone sat me down and was like, okay, let me tell you a story about creative. It is the micro messages I've received. And now my brain has made a story about it that I am unlearning and relearning. So it was always told like creatives are unrealistic. It was interesting when I started my business and I had this vision and it was very new and my business is less than a year old. So it still is very new. But when it was like a month or three months in, someone in my life was like, yeah, it is hard for me to understand like why you're doing this and, and compared it to like, it's like a musician, musician who like doesn't take the nine to five and, you know, pursues their music instead. And that's, honestly makes sense. Um, but I really want to challenge the fact that musicians are unrealistic or that every creative want, sorry, that creatives are unrealistic and that, um, all creatives are like searching this, um, this fame and this like huge payout and this, like, um, this, this like path to fame, you know, like you think about musicians who working in the dive bar and then one day they're just found out and their career takes off. Like I really am trying to challenge that narrative that creatives are the everyday creatives are entrepreneurs, creatives are business owners. Um, and really challenging that they're not unrealistic. They're just challenging the norm, which feels unrealistic to people who don't want to challenge that. When I think about creatives, This is another story. They're the black sheeps of professional society. Society as a whole, we feel comfortable when someone says, you know, I'm a nurse, I'm a doctor, I'm a teacher. These are my hours. This is my criteria. I work for someone else. This is what I do. You know, spit it out in three sentences. Um, Tell me who you work for and what your hour, like make sure your hours are consistent. So creatives really challenge that. Like 
they work on their own terms. They create when they want to. Um, they're very inspired by other people, things, or emotions in their life. They're definitely the black sheeps of professional society. And with that comes a lot of stigma, shame, um, a bit of like an outcast feeling. And also it's like black sheeps always hold the secrets to how we can make our world better, how we can um, help heal humanity. Another story I was reflecting on that I was told about creatives is that they're ungrounded. And what I mean by that is that they're like up in the cosmos or they're like in their head dreaming. They're not, they're not grounded in reality, which you can be grounded in reality and creative. However, when I was thinking about how I imagined past tense, a creative to be like, they just don't understand. They don't understand that you need to go to college and you need to get a job. Um, and that's really how creatives are viewed in our society is like, that it's a defect with them. Like they're not understanding how society works. And if you think about any sort of system, when someone challenges that, it's very uncomfortable for the masses. I mean, I can, you can hear my cat meowing in the background. I can definitely relate to this is that, you know, I went to school, I went to college for six years I took a traditional job outside of it. I got burnt out. I had a huge spiritual awakening and I was like, nope, I'm doing something on my own. I'm going to be a creative. I'm going to, you know, create a podcast. I'm going to make reels. I'm going to create a coaching program. That is a creative. I know a lot of people have felt triggered by me and my path. I've felt extremely triggered by me and my path um, because there's, there's these two sides of me. There's this realistic you know, very much to have subscribed to the rules of society. And then there's another part of me when I've gone through this awakening of like, things get to be different. I get to dream a new reality into being. And so I have these kind of like angel devil parts of me that, you know, fight each other or balance each other or work with each other. Another story I've been told about creatives is that they're (laughs) Like when I think about creatives, first of all, like I said, I typically think of musicians or people who create art, like tangible, like paint art or clay art or sculptures. You know, I'm not obviously in that art world. (laughs) I don't know the language, Um, but I think of them as like typically hippies who are engaging in recreational drugs. They don't shower. And they're again, like kind of like arrogant to the world around them. And I'm being honest and like, this is not how I actually feel. However, I can really get in my brain and think about like, how have I felt about creatives up until, or what stories have I been told about creatives up until this point? Um, and I think the message here is that it really matters what stories were told about people. It really matters what stories were told about people who challenge the norm, who are creatives, who want to dream a new world into being. And personally, I know these stories have really limited me. It's been a self-limiting belief I've had of that I'm, you know, there have been so many times where my business, you know, hasn't, um, you know, there's been months where I've had no bookings. There's been weeks where I've had no inquiries, you know, they're like, this past winter was really dry for my business. Like it was very hard. Um, I was relying on different sources of income, hashtag being an egg donor, but there were so many times where my conditioning was like, Oh my God, get a job. 
like, oh my God, get on Indeed right now, find someone to work for, or, you know, yeah, work for someone, make an hourly rate so that you know you're getting paid every Friday. My conditioning was really freaked out about this like flow lifestyle I've created. I've almost sustained it for a year now, which is maybe a different podcast, but also very intertwined. Um, but going back to it, it's important the stories that we tell ourselves and we tell other people because those get ingrained. And I very much have always had an ingrained story that I can't work for myself. I didn't even, I have never even thought about entrepreneurship until like it just, until like it's kind of like I had no choice. Like I was so burnt out and so just depleted and had no money and felt like I was doing everything right. And I kept coming up, like I kept not getting what I actually desired. And that really sparked me into being an entrepreneur, but I I never thought that's what I would do. I always thought, you know, I'm going to work for someone else. I toyed with the idea of maybe starting a private practice, but still that's very rigid. Um, That is a very rigid kind of endeavor to take on. Um, I'm not saying entrepreneurship is just like, oh, we get up and we create and whatever, you know, you have to create a sole prop or an LLC. Um, you have to make contracts, you know, there's, there's a very big business side to it, obviously. However, it's always on my own terms. There's still rules, but you know, way less rules than when you sign up for a job, you know, you sign up for a job and you have to, you know, follow a dress code. You have to Uh, take drug tests. You have to be there at a certain time. You have to leave at a certain time. You have a client quota or quota of any type. Like you can only vacation once or twice a year. You have to, um, you know, ask off if you're feeling like there are so many rigid rules that entrepreneurship just doesn't have. Um, so a little bit more about like my story, um, how I was talking about, like I've always been imaginative imaginative or creative, but somewhere along my development, like I just told myself the story, like I'm not creative. And it's so interesting because I was a rule bender or someone who challenged the rules. And also when it came to success, um, like academic success, um, or professional success, I very much followed the rules, more so academic success. Like if I have a paper, I'm going to make sure it's done a week ahead. It's going to be done really well. And I'm striving to get an A on it. So I was a really good rule follower, which is hard when you go out on your own, when you go out on your own, cause you're making your own rules. The rules are within you. Um, and that's been really hard for me is like waking up and not having this immediate panic of, okay, what do I need to do for other people? Yeah. So when I left my last therapist gig, I had a huge, well, I was having a, a, a major spiritual awakening during working in my last gig because I just was like always so confused of like, I'm doing everything that I can. I'm going above and beyond. My, my notes are always done. Um, you know, I'm always in every meeting. I never met, I never have to reschedule clients. I'm going out into the community. I'm, you know, all these things where it's like from grade school until then, like I'm doing what everyone's telling me to do. I got all A's. I've always gotten a 4.0. Um, I got even better grades than I did in high school. Like I got all A's in grad school. I did all the internships. I completed all my hours and all, I did all the things. And how come it wasn't enough? 
which, you know, is a different story I've told myself. Um, it's just being a creative is someone who challenges what's expected of us. And that's really where I was like, okay, where my spiritual waking awakening kind of happened. And like, yes, sure. Spiritual awakening is playing with your tarot cards and getting the crystals and whatever, finding modalities that work for you. And I really think spiritual awakening is just stepping into a new version of yourself. I came to a crossroads where all my life I had followed the rules. I had went to college out of high school. I went to grad school out of undergrad and how come, and I got, and I got the first job I could find. Why was this not working out for me? Why have I, I just was so unwilling to keep living in distress and poverty because I had like pushed myself to go to six years of school in a row while going through a lot of personal struggles And I just kept telling myself, it'll get better once I get out of grad school. It'll get better once I get out of grad school. And then I found when I was in the workforce, I was, I felt more stressed than I did when I was in grad school. And I kept telling myself, okay, when I get my license, that's when I'll feel good. When I get fully licensed, that's when things will be okay. And I noticed a pattern that for the past six, seven years of my life, I was telling myself stories to keep holding on for the next thing and then it'll be okay. And it never was okay. You know, and it's more than money. It is, um, emotional fulfillment as well. It's not feeling good, you know? And so that's when I really stepped into being a creative and what to me, what a creative is someone who takes matters into their own hands. Someone who says, you know what? I have this inner guide. I have you know, the licensing board can tell me this. My employer can tell me this. My parents can tell me this, but I know there's something I know. And above all else, I'm going to listen to that knowing. And I think that's what a creative is, is someone who says, yeah, it's going to suck to be the black sheep. It's going to suck that I am, you know, cause it's easy to follow the rules. It really is. It's so easy to, well, I'm not going to say it's easy to get a job. Like that's obviously difficult. I've been there. Um, I think I'm relaying it to where it makes sense, where it's like, it's easy to take the road mostly traveled. It's harder to take the road less traveled is what I'm trying to say. So that, that to me, that's what a creative is, is someone who is like, you know, whether it's a financial coach or an artist or someone who starts, you know, knitting purses or someone who the speaking engagements, or it's like something where they have a lot of autonomy. A creative is someone who has a lot of autonomy. They're willing to be the black sheep. Um, they're willing to above all else, follow their inner knowing, follow their intuition. Because ultimately we have, we are all creatives. We're all intuitive beings. However, it's just only some of us are going to listen to that. And it makes sense. It's really scary to step away from the norm because we are social beings. We want above all else to feel included, accepted, and seen. And, you know, unless you're in a room full of entrepreneurs or creatives or people who are on similar paths as you, it's going to not feel good for a while. You know, there are so many times where I've been in social situations where I want to, you know, when I was in grad school, when I was an undergrad, when I had my therapist job, it's like, oh, this is easy. I'm in grad school uh, to be a therapist. Oh, I'm a therapist now. Oh, blah, blah. 
And it's a little bit trickier when I don't have that societal packaged phrase to tell you who I am or what I'm doing. Cause I don't know. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. Cause I'm a creative. <laughs> um, and as I was reflecting on stepping more into my creative self, it's not that there wasn't creation and therapy. Like I really did feel like in grad school and be, and you know, I still am a therapist now and I use that creation, but it's, you know, for example, I'm thinking of, I, I use a lot of play and expressive arts in my therapy sessions. However, so there's creation and therapy. Yes. That I get to utilize with my clients. And there's also bounds. Like I'm, I'm operating within a realm, within a circle, within, um, like don't step outside of this. Like, for example, the reason I've created my coaching programs is because I would never use tarot and therapy. And I know there are some therapists who do it. However, I just, I don't know how to use it as solely a psychology tool. There was creation and there is creation in the therapy world. And also I just felt like it wasn't the creation I desired, which is why I created my own business. Um, you know, I could eventually open a private practice. However, it's like so many obstacles and so many like other people I have to answer to. And I'm 26, I'm almost 27. And I was just tired of waiting for that next thing. Like, okay, once I get fully licensed, like I was tired of putting my fate in other people's hands. Once I get a new therapy job that someone else has to give me, once someone gives me the license that someone else has to give me, um, I was just sick of waiting sick of waiting for someone to grant me something for me to step into who I'm, who I am. And this isn't to say like education is important. My God, I wouldn't trade my college years for anything. Educationally, it was amazing. I've, I've learned so much in school. I've changed because of school. Um, so I'm not discounting education or credentials by no means. And also I want to add a a huge emphasis on how important creation and being a creative is um, because most creatives I know, they just, they want to heal humanity. They, they, they don't want to keep following suit of what everyone else is doing. Um, Cause the, again, it comes back to that inner guide, that inner knowing. And I have this inner knowing that I can help people now in my own way now. And yes, it feels scary to not just do traditional work, but to do something that I've made up, you know, that, and that's what creation is. So what is a creative to me? Here are some things I wrote down. These are my final thoughts. Someone who challenges the norm, someone who wants more than what society has subscribed to them. I remember being in my early twenties and starting to think about what type of life am I working toward? You know, I was less stressed about it then. Um, but I just remember thinking, and I still think this way, like, I don't want to live in the suburbs and work five days a week from nine to five. Like I'm fucking exhausted. I want more. I remember telling my dad, like one vacation a year, people get one week of vacation a year. That's unacceptable. Um, I think he just kind of laughed and, you know, my parents very much like still subscribe to that system as do my grandparents and most people around me, which is okay. Again, we're not demonizing that people are okay with that. However, like making room for people who want something different and maybe I'll kind of recant that 
maybe it's not that they want more, maybe they want something different. Because um, again, very subjective on people want different things and people that feels really good for them. Some people, we need those people, you know, we all need balance in this society. So creative to me is someone who wants to heal the planet. Most creatives I can think of, like I was saying, have an advocacy behind their art. And art again is more than an art gallery, creating a course, helping people, being a spiritual mentor. That is art. A creative to me is a dreamer, someone who is willing to, step outside of the same old story. A creative to me is someone who's willing to learn, study, and bring their own spin to things. I hope that this was helpful, that it sparked some thoughts for you, that it resonated or maybe inspires you to step more into your creative, intuitive self. For my tarot readers, let me share with you the cards that I pulled that helped me decide what I wanted to talk about today. So I just opened the question of what should I talk about my podcast? I got queen of pentacles, knight of pentacles, eight of wands and page of wands. So the first energy I feel is this queen of pentacles and knight of pentacles. And I don't really feel like individually they're important, but as a collective energy, the pentacles is very rooted in like career, wealth, like things in in the material world. Um, new job, new home, health, things like that. So to me, that's like a very grounded energy. Like they do the same thing every day. They have a routine. Again, nothing wrong with it. There's nothing bad about these cards or these types of people. But then we have a change like eight of wands. It turns into the eight of wands. There's a change happening and it's quick and it's fast and it's rapid and it's unexpected. And then after that card is the page of wands, the page of wands. Um, my Tara mentor told me that this page of wands is someone who's like at Coachella, like a 22 year old at at Coachella. Like they're just here to live and thrive and, um, fly by the seat of their pants and dream and, you know, peace, love and happiness. And to me, I was like, Oh, this is a creative. And so I took it from like changing from this every day, same old, same old into a creative, someone who's new at dreaming and new at being creative, but they're willing to do it because it feels better. So that's kind of where, I mean, it was unexpected. I was not expecting to kind of feel that from the cards, Um, but I'm happy that I did. I want to remind you that my coaching is now open for enrollment. Enrollment, I have one-on-one highest self coaching. We can meet for 30 or 60 minutes weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly. This is a space for um, people who are looking for self-development, to work through relationship issues, to work on their business, to talk about gender and sexuality issues. I have a background in therapy and I incorporate my spiritual modalities to promote healing. So all my coaching clients, we all focus on different things for each person. It's really tailored to what you're looking for. Some people do it weekly, some people do it monthly. So it's all about like what you need. And then I just launched a new eight week course that's geared towards um, trauma survivors. So it's called thriving through trauma. It's an eight week intensive. We meet outside of, we meet for 60, 60 minutes a week. And then we also, you know, stay in communication throughout the week with journal problems, meditations, um, Reiki, tarot, clinical coaching. Like I incorporate all of my tools and we just dive right in. 
So to compare, I would say highest self-coaching is a little more surface, not in a way that's bad or negative. And thriving through trauma or T3 is what I call it. Um, it's very much like I know it needs to be worked on and I'm ready to do the, do the hard trauma work. Um, definitely would be helpful for someone who's been in therapy before and kind of feels a standstill or kind of a halt in therapy. This would be a great tool to add on or, um, to just do the trauma coaching alone. So thank you for listening. I hope this was helpful and I will see you on the next podcast.